Hey, thank you for listening in to Risky Benefits, a podcast that informs you on all things benefits. We've got a saying around here, benefits isn't your main business, it's ours. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Risky Benefits and welcome to this week's episode. Our guest today is Dr. Desreen Dudley, a mental health quality consultant and clinical psychologist at Teladoc, a global leader in virtual care. Now, before we get to spend some time with Desreen today, let's outline today's discussion. So what are we going to cover? Tips for mental wellness improvement, trends in mental health and wellness, generational demands, mental health benefits for employers and employees, and Teladoc and how they can help you. So let's go ahead and jump into the questions today. And, and before we do that, real quick, Desreen, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and what you do for Teladoc. Sure. Thanks for having me too. So I have been with Teladoc since 2016, which is when they launched their mental health services on for virtual care. Um, as a Teladoc employee contractor, I am a network provider. So I actually see and treat clients on the platform using virtual care. And also what I do for Teladoc is I help them with their quality management. So enhancing the platform, um, advisement to how they could best serve people with mental health concerns. Certainly appreciate that Ed, and super happy to have you on today. I mean, obviously since COVID, uh, telemedicine or telecare has, has just reached its tipping point. And I think, you know, society's become much more comfortable using it. And so just as a baseline for those who are listening, you know, I've already referenced Teladoc a few times. I'm sure there's some people out there who are thinking, well, that's great, but who is Teladoc? I, I didn't have this up front in the line of questionings, but maybe, um, Desreen, if you don't mind, can we just address that real quick for the listeners? Absolutely. So Teladoc at this point is the leader in virtual healthcare. Even before the pandemic, Teladoc is a company that provides all healthcare services, whether it's mental health, general medicine, dermatology, um, nutritional services. They provide these services to individuals who need them, but through virtual care means. So either through video or telephone, it's been a very convenient way, especially during the pandemic, for people to get the help that they need and take care of their physical and mental health. So, and, and that's a good distinction because historically, I think when people think about telemedicine, they think, okay, uh, I'm sick or my child's sick and I, I need to easily access a doctor on the road or whatever that circumstance may be. Maybe it's 11 o'clock at night, whatever, super convenient. I can get what I need to get done without having to go to an emergency room, as an example. Um, but I don't know that a lot of society connects back the, the, the mental wellness side of it. Uh, they probably are more so now than maybe, let's say, a year to two years ago. Um, and mental health is often looked at as either you know, you're healthy or you have some form of mental illness. But mental wellness really has a huge range of things that people can improve on. So maybe one of the questions I might ask are, what are some steps that you would suggest for people to help improve their mental wellness? And maybe let's tie that back into what Teladoc does. Absolutely. So mental wellness, to your point, is important, not just for people who have mental health diagnoses, but it's important for all of us. Mental wellness includes things like paying attention to how you're thinking and feeling, keeping yourself in check, 
doing things that benefit you physically, like exercising, which we all know has not only physical benefits, but also emotional benefits. It decreases depression and anxiety. Um, getting good rest, um, not overusing any substance, and staying very well connected to family and friends. Teladoc serves this purpose by really taking a holistic approach. Not only can people use telehealth virtual care services for their mental health, like seeing a therapist or seeing a psychiatrist if they're interested in a medication, but also they can comfortably from their homes take care of their physical well-being. Most people use telehealth, teledoc services for issues or concerns that would we would traditionally have gone to an urgent care in person. But teledoc services being virtual, it really eliminates the wait time and having to actually leave your home and go somewhere to take care of your physical and mental well-being. Fantastic. And that's a great, I mean, overview for anyone out there who maybe, maybe you've heard of it, or maybe you even have some version of this on your plan and you've never actually utilized it. I mean, and it's also a great overview of, of the other component of say telemedicine, which is that mental piece and the mental wellness piece. I know throughout COVID that has been a huge growing uh, concern, not just for employees, but their children and, you know, really everyone in, in the population or everyone in society. So it's a huge benefit that's being provided. I mean, to that end, Desreen, what trends have you seen over the last year revolving around mental health and wellness? What things are emerging that you guys are seeing more of? Well, the pandemic has definitely shown a lot of trends pointing towards mental health, mental health, mental health. Um, and, I, you know, it, it's not a surprise, unlike with mental disorders where it afflicts a good number, a good percentage of the population, the pandemic affected us all in a pretty traumatic way. Um, it's very scary and continues to be for many of us. So uh, some of the trends that I've seen in terms of the past year is that there's been even a bigger focus on people wanting to focus on their mental and emotional well-being um, and also taking care of their physical health. We found that with the COVID-19 inflammation, existing pre-existing conditions has made people pretty susceptible to getting really sick if they did contract COVID. So I've seen trends in terms of people really focusing on not just really wanting to take care of their physical well-being, but also wanting to take care of their emotional well-being. It's a no-brainer. When you've experienced trauma, people have contracted COVID, people have lost loved ones because of COVID. Um, it's been really difficult for people. So not only seeing the trend upwards in terms of a lot more increased rates of depression and anxiety and trauma-related conditions and stress-related disorders, but also people really wanting to take care of their mental health, people wanting to do that in a safe way. So another trend has been the huge uptake in people wanting to use virtual care services to take care of their physical and mental well-being. Um, not only, so there's sort of been a progression. COVID has triggered increased rates of depression and anxiety 
People have wanted to take care of their physical and mental health even more than ever now, wanting to do it through virtual care services. But also another trend that we've seen is that people working have realized that, hey, when my mental health or my emotional well-being is deteriorating, that's going to impact how I can effectively do my job. So we've seen a bigger trend in terms of people who are in the workforce really wanting their employers to pay attention to mental health and be more supportive and offer benefits to their employees so that they can get support for their emotional well-being. Yeah, and I'm wondering, Desireen, you know, I think about you know, if you try to categorize people into buckets and really think through them and the realities that they're facing. So, you know, based on age range, right? Uh, when COVID hit, clearly the older the segment of the population, the more at risk technically they may have been. Um, the If you had chronic disease uh, states that, you know, that, that could have put you into another risk category, as an example. If you were a younger family, that could have put you into a risk uh, category. So I'm curious, you know, are, are the different uh, demands that you're seeing on mental health, are they generational or is it fairly consistent kind of across the board? You know, it, it is, I would say consistent, but there are some unique, there is some unique features or aspects of each of the generational categories, as you put it. So for, as a, a practitioner treating people, I saw a lot of people who were older, um, elderly population, learning for the first time, a lot of them, how to use technology <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. getting help and support from family and friends from a distance because in the midst of the pandemic, they had to be alone. And this was really hard for the older population to be right even more isolated when they really rely on their family support. Um, so that was a unique feature of them, but that population, but also the younger population. So especially the millennials ages about 18 to 34 years old, they, that age group is dominating the workforce and they have been the ones in the workforce to be reporting increased rates of depression and anxiety, which are the two mental health disorders that are most commonly treated. And as such, you know, they've been the population to say to their employer, hey, like I'm, my mental health is impacting how I do my work. It's hard for me to function. I need some help and I'm not really willing to be ignored or told that this is a problem I have to deal with on my own outside of work. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, and for me, it's all instinctual or I'm just kind of thinking through, I don't have the the facts like you do, which makes it super um, intriguing to, to, to have the conversation with somebody who, who does have that information. Um, and I, you know, I think it's interesting. Like I live in a cul-de-sac, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, my family, we have three children and some of our neighbors, I mean, they had six children. And so between the six, you know, none of us were going anywhere. We were all in the cul-de-sac. Nobody was leaving. So we kind of knew where everyone was going. So we would let the kids play out in the cul-de-sac. Um, and this was obviously after things kind of passed a little bit and it wasn't as bad. But what we started to notice is a lot of the older people in the neighborhood would just sit outside and watch. 
Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because now when we walk down the street, all of them will come up and they're like, man, watching the kids play was one of the best things that we had exposure to during COVID. Cause I think it just helped them not feel as alone. Uh, and it, maybe it just felt them help connect to, to seeing these kids running and playing to even their ch ch childhoods. I don't know. I mean, it was just either way, it was mentally healthy for them to have that exposure, even though they weren't directly interacting. Um, and so it was interesting for me to see, you know, based on how something so little could make such a big impact, how deprived people really were for any type of communication or, uh, you know, social, uh, atmospheres, et cetera. So yeah, very interesting time. Uh, definitely could understand why it would be nice to just be able to reach out to somebody even via your phone. And, you know, not everyone has family around anymore. Uh, and I yeah. think about that sometimes. Right. And then the holidays come and that's a tough time too. And it's like, I just need to, you know, I'm sure absolutely. Somebody, like, I just want somebody to talk to. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. So Desiree, uh, the next question that I have is is kind of on demand, the, the side of demand, um, and I, and I'm going to assume based on our conversation that the answer to this is yes. But let's let's go ahead and say it if it's the case, and maybe just talk through it. Um, are, are are you at Teladoc and within your expertise seeing a demand for employers to provide increased mental health benefits, uh, if not provide them? Period. I mean, I'm hoping they were providing them before, but um, what are you seeing? So absolutely, I'm definitely seeing a demand. Um, and actually, Teladoc has commissioned some studies between pre-pandemic, during, and uh, in 2021. And what they found is that employees do expect and want not only their employers to provide mental health coverage and benefits, um, but also the way that they cover it. So especially almost 50% of millennials in a survey that Teladoc commissioned said that they want their employers to offer not only in-person services, but also virtual care services. So the demand is growing in terms of what employers, employees expect of their employers. Not only do they want benefits, but they want it to be more. Traditionally, employers will offer EAP visits for mental health. Those tend to be very short term, and that's not what employees are looking for. They want not only their acute needs to be met, but they want longer term ongoing mental health services, and they want it virtually. They want at least virtual care to be an option. So we do see this growing demand in terms of offering mental health services but also offering virtual care as an option in addition to in-person care. That's awesome. Can you tell us about mental health services that specifically the mental health services that Teladoc provides, how, how they work, you know, what does it look like or what does it feel like if I'm actually a customer? Yeah. So it's a Teladoc makes it very easy for people to access care. All one has to do is just go to teladoc.com download the app on a smartphone um, or a tablet, create a profile. And then what they will see is they will, as they set up their profile, people are prompted to put in their preferences. So you could put in a preference for a doctor or a therapist by their, um, what their specialty is. You could read their bio, their gender, whether you're looking for male or female, other provider, 
Um, and then you could just request a visit. So it's very easy and accessible. Uh, one of the benefits of using Teladoc's virtual care services is it's kind of a one-stop shop, which is what we hear a large demand for. People want convenience and they don't want to have to search around for providers. So going to teladoc.com, downloading the app, setting up a profile, requesting a visit, and then the doctor who you request a visit with will accept your request. And that can occur all within days to a week. It's not a lot of waiting like we typically see in many brick and mortar settings to be seen by a specialist like a mental health provider. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, Desireen, to your point, that's one of the things when somebody, as an example, was seeking counseling, uh, you you get put in a queue or it's almost like there's a waiting period, not, not, not a waiting period, but it, you know, you wait to get in line to go see this person. And uh, for some, that's a, that's an issue in and of itself. So definitely that ability to receive assistance faster is probably, probably pretty cool if it, you know, for the person out there who's really needing the service. Absolutely. And, you know, I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm licensed in a couple states. I live in Connecticut and I'm also licensed in New York and Massachusetts, my neighbor states. And it's convenient. Virtual care is convenient for not only people who live in rural areas where there's really not a lot of mental health facilities or the nearest one is miles and miles away. But I've got to tell you, I've seen a huge influx in terms of people who live in the state of New York. New York, as big as it is, the demand is high and there's just not enough providers in person. People are telling me that they're waiting three to six months. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it really, virtual care really does decrease. One of the benefits to it is it does decrease the wait time. No, that's fantastic. Well, so if you're an employer out there and you're listening to this call and or this podcast rather, and you're thinking, okay, I I like what I'm hearing. It doesn't sound like it's a hard thing for me to implement. How can an employer actually offer Teladoc for their employees? Is What do we do here? So I think for employers who, first of all, taking care of your employees' mental and emotional well-being really has to be priority. We're seeing the statistics and the evidence to that. It has to be just as important as the traditional things that are priority in workplace, like safe environment, um, nonviolence, those topics. Mental health well-being is just as important. So offering services to your employers, offering communications, letting them know that it is okay for them to talk about and seek services for mental health. And the way employers can do that is by making things very visible. Offering virtual care services like Teladoc is also going to be key too. So informing your employees about it, contacting a Teladoc broker, um, if you don't have one, you could always uh, contact teledoc.com or our representative, Michael Sweetster, who can set you up with creating a teledoc account and talk about ways that that can be offered to your employees. So if you don't mind, Desreen, uh, would Mike mind if we just kind of over the air put his uh, email address in case anyone wanted to reach out to him? 
Absolutely not at all. So for FBNC broker, this would be Michael Sweetster and his email address would be M S W E E T S E R at teledochealth.com. So M Sweetster at teledochealth.com. That's awesome. And you know, if, if for any of the listeners out there, if, if it's hard for you to receive information this quickly or in this format, you can reach out to us and, and we'll talk you through that. Um, you know, I, the one last question I, oh, I've got two, uh, but the one that just kind of pops up in my head, Desiree, that I am thinking about myself, it, you know, if I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this uh, and I'm like, well, uh, I think I have, if I have teledoc or if I have like telemedicine, should it just be an expectation that the mental health is a part of that package? Uh, or do I pay extra to have that as a part of that package or, how does that, the, the, the financial side of this work as an, you know, do I pay like a per employee per month fee? And then for that, I get the medical and I get the, the mental or how does that work? You know what? That's a great question. That's definitely a question that I would say um, employers or anyone interested should definitely reach out to their FBNC broker okay. at Teladoc. Um, and they could talk about what plans would be the most beneficial or what options there are for ah, okay. employee plans, because there are different ones and they don't all include mental health as well as the general medicine. But it sounds like employers would really be wanting mental health to be a part of their plan. That's perfect. So in essence, if you're an employer out there listening, understand that it's not a one size fits all. You can actually sit down and say, okay, what are the needs that I have here? What am I trying to accomplish? And by working with your broker slash consultant, you can kind of come to terms on what that is and then sit down with Teladoc and then I, that's where your fee is derived from essentially in order to provide this within a place of employment. Absolutely. Um, that's correct. Awesome. Well, I mean, and that's really what I wanted to kind of, in case anybody's wondering, I mean, these are some of the basic things I know in the HR world, they're, they're definitely probably thinking about, and then the CFO is like, well, how much is it? So, <laughs> so it's, it's good, you know, just get a little exposure points there, uh, before you go into, to, to asking too many questions. Um, well, those were all the major questions that I had Desreen, and I like to reserve this one for you. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? Yes. So I just want to say here, especially my experience treating people over the past year, it's been in my career of uh, as a psychologist doing therapy. It has been the one year in my career that I've seen <clears throat> the biggest uptake of people requesting mental health services for the first time in their life. And, you know, I just want to say that I think that's one of the maybe positive things that have come out of this pandemic that I see a lot of people really realizing that taking care of their emotional well-being is important and talking to a mental health provider is the same as going to your general practitioner doctor to take care of your physical well-being. Um, yeah. So I just want to make the note here that it's really important that we continue to do that and, you know, just taking care of ourselves in that manner. Yeah. 
Well, Desreen, thank you very much for joining us today. Really grateful to have you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And and thank you so much for all the listeners out there. Uh, if any of you have any questions, please feel free to contact us or look for information on our homepage at www.fbmc.com. And remember, you can find us and subscribe on any podcast app. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Risky Benefits. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.fbmc.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Risky Benefits.